Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Giants fans, loyal Giants fans, welcome to another Talking Ball post-game live chat. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. And I don't mean a lot of good football. I don't mean a lot of points. I don't mean a lot of yards. And I don't mean a lot of plays to highlight. I mean a disgusting game that I wrote for the New York Daily News should have been televised in black and white given how the game went offensively, especially for the Giants. We're going to get into your questions. We're going to get into hopefully some super chats and some super stickers. You can pay to have your comments elevated and answered first by me. And we are going to talk about injury updates, Giants decisions, Brian Dable, the Jets, Zach Wilson, Robert Sala, whatever you guys want to talk about. Our community continues to grow. Subscribe if you don't already. Just want to tell you about Bet Online before we kick off. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week. Bet Online is your top spot for all of your NBA action this season with MLB postseason, NFL, college football, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts and where we are going to start is with none other than Michael Knight. Michael, what's up? He says, never win coaching scared. Michael, agree with you completely. There are a lot of reasons the Giants lost this game. Uh, one of the reasons is that Brian Dable had two fourth and ones, one in the second quarter, one in the fourth quarter, decides to kick field goals on both rather than go for it. You're two and five on the season. You know, show some confidence in your offense. Show some confidence in your team. Instead, he tries two field goals. They miss both. Art Stapleton, my colleague on the beat at NorthJersey.com, reported this morning that Graham Gano, the kicker, is eventually going to need surgery on the problem he has in his left leg right now. So you have to factor that into the decision Day Bowl made. I think the bottom line is if you were watching this game from the fourth down decisions to, frankly, the reluctance to throw the ball at all, whether it was Tommy DeVito, even when Tyrod Taylor was in the game, you know, a lot of runs. Obviously, it was a rainy day. It was a wet day. It was a day where the conditions did dictate that it was probably going to be a low-scoring game, especially considering how these offenses are playing. But I do think, and I wrote this for the Daily News in my column, I think that, um, you know, Rob Robert Sala and Brian Dable, based on how this game was going, how the season is going, they were both under pressure in this game. The Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, Joe Shane, Brian Dable. There was pressure on both of them to show their ownerships and their fan bases what they could do and where they stood as far as an organization. And Robert Sala was in the crosshairs here. His team was completely undisciplined. I mean, they handed the Giants their touchdown, the Tommy DeVito uh, touchdown run with that silly personal foul by Jermaine Johnson when they had the Giants stopped up there. And they hand them that TD. And, you know, coming out of a loss, Robert Sala would have to answer questions for not only, you know, Nate Hackett throwing the ball every time they were on third and one out of shotgun and out of empty, but also just the fact that they have all this talent and they're not maximizing it. Well, Sala, at least for now, gets to breathe a sigh of relief. Meanwhile, Brian Dable has, you know, uh, the fourth downs. He's got, uh, you know, 
Kayvon Thibodeau, who actually had a great game, three sacks and a forced fumble, but who jumps off sides on the play where Zach Wilson then ends up having a free play, guns the ball downfield and takes that chance to Garrett Wilson and ends up really hurting the Giants. Uh, situational football under Brian Dable has not been good. Negative nine yards passing, which is the lowest by any team since the 2000 Cleveland Browns. That's according to ESPN stats and info. Not even Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm are able to do this. Mike Lennon's Giants offense under Joe Judge had negative six net passing yards in 2021 in that famous Chicago game. Hunter Keller says, good evening, Pat. What's up, Hunter? Thanks for joining me as always. Giants Chronicles also here. Pat, are we allowed to curse this particular evening? Yeah, of course. No, you could, you could curse. You could absolutely curse. Um, and uh, I'll clean it up for you on the back end. How about that? So Hunter says, Giants Chronicles sounds like I was lucky. The game was blacked out in my area. Look at the offensive stats. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think it was 24 punts. The teams were a combined four for 34 on third downs, which is just an insane statistic. How about this one? When we talk about Robert Sala, maybe, you know, breathing a sigh of relief. The Jets handed the Giants offense five of their 12 first downs in the game on penalties. So the Giants only had seven first downs that weren't earned by a Jets penalty. Just totally insane. You're right, Hunter. It's a good thing you didn't have to watch this. All right. Chronicle says, I was there to witness it in person in club seats. Oh, no. You know, this really did have a feel of a game, too, where the fans, especially early on, how ugly it was. You know, as a fan, you have those days where you wake up and it's rainy, but you say, I have the tickets. I'm going. I'm going to make the best of it. And then if the game works out the way this game does or even looks the way it does in the first half, you say to yourself, "Ah, I could have stayed home. I got HD TV. You know, everything's HD now. I can see everything. Um, on the comfort of my own home, on the couch with a bowl of chips and a and a beer, uh, that that definitely had that feel. Like if I were a fan today, that would have been me. I should have stayed home, uh, especially a Giants fan as it worked out. Jake says, get ready for draft prep, guys. Yep, draft prep. That is right. Trade deadline, right? That's what we got to talk about all that today. Doug says, hi, Pat. The Giants have the ball on the 24-yard line. It's fourth, and, fourth down, and Gano misses a chip shot field goal. And then the Jets – Get to the Giants' 25-yard line and spike the ball with still one second left. Are you asking how they were able to do that in all that time? I think that might be um, what you're asking there. But, um, you know, the bottom line is Giants had a chance to end the game there, and Brian Dable chose to try the field goal, which, listen, do I think the Jets were going to go and get – Uh, a touchdown to win if they were down six with 24 seconds left. I'm not sitting here and telling you I think that. But I do think he should have gone for it on that fourth down. It ends the game if you do and you get it. Dexter Lawrence actually said he thought that Dable was going to go for it. Uh, Now, Dable or Dexter Lawrence, Saquon Barkley players didn't throw Dable under the bus. They said they're going to stand behind whatever he decides. Uh, But Dex did say he thought that he was going to end up Um, that he was going to end up doing that. So, you know, he thought he was going to go for it. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, we had the – there was the Wilson – Wilson pass to Wilson and also the Thibodeau penalty, right? So the Thibodeau penalty gave them uh, the free play, and then they're still able to run the next play with 17 seconds left. So that was a huge key. And so then he goes deep to Alan Lazard. And then they get the field goal. So that's your answer. You had the delayed penalty on Thibodeau. um, 
and that's where they ended up. Oh, we got a super chat, super sticker coming in here from, let's see, who's it from? We got Dante again weighing in. Dante First Seed Sports. Thank you, Dante. We'll jump right to your comment. Very tough loss, no doubt. Kicking game let them down. Soul crushing pass interference by Adori. We're going to be in big trouble if we have to go with DeVito as the QB for the future. Uh, yeah, you know, who knows what's going to happen here? I mean, the Giants certainly leaked a ton of information to national reporters recently after Dable basically implied that, oh, well, maybe Daniel Jones' season is over. And then you see people nationally reporting that the season probably isn't over and the Giants don't expect that it's over. Um, you know, I know he's been doing more in practice running scout team, which uh, pretty much was concealed from us until a few days ago. And so, of course, they're trying to get him back. But I know the NFL Network report today, the leaks to them, they actually acknowledge not only that he has had a disc issue in 2021, which was the injury, and that is true but also that it's another disc issue now. Now, Jones said it's not as severe, but they said he has a lot of weakness in his left arm. That's the symptoms he was talking about when he talked to um, NBC on Sunday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. And so it's great for people to say you expect him back or you hope for him to be back or he's tracking towards being back eventually, Dante. But until he comes back, you know, you can't believe it. That's how we go with these Daniel Jones situations, because in 2021, the plan was to bring him back, too. And that's the way it looked. And then suddenly he got shut down. So this is the exact same trajectory. And for people who are new to this community and you can ask all the loyal followers here, Hunter and, uh, you know, Mark and Jake and Tuto and, you know, Doug and Giants Chronicles and all these guys. I've been saying since the beginning, since the, since Jones got hurt in Miami. Don't trust what you're hearing from the team. We all know what happened last time in 2021, and it sounds exactly the same. And my fear was that he had a similar injury that he did last last time. Now, you talk to doctors and people who evaluate this and know more than you do medically, and they said based on how he hurt his neck this year versus how he hurt it a couple of years ago, they thought it was a different type of neck injury and probably less severe, which aligned with what Jones was telling us. But – the idea that he's definitely going to be back, that he's going to be okay, that's a whole nother deal, being cleared for contact and all that. And so you hope Daniel Jones is going to be back. But first of all, it sounds like Tyrod Taylor he probably has – well, I don't want to say he has broken ribs, but the Giants said he has an injury to his rib cage, And, of course, he's in the hospital now at Hackensack Medical Center uh, going undergoing further evaluation. So that sounds to me – like badly injured ribs, right? So they haven't told us it's broken ribs, but if it's a rib cage injury and they feel like he needs to stay in the hospital overnight, I mean, you know, put two and two together, right? So if that robs you of your backup quarterback, well, now the controversy, I guess, is gone, right? Because it's not about, you know, we, we came into this game and if Tyrod Taylor had won and the offense had played well, then you would have said maybe, well, the Giants are clearly looking like a better team with Tyrod. Why bring Daniel Jones back right now? And, you know, we want Tyrod under center and that would have been the conversation. But with Tyrod out of the picture, you also have the uncertainty with Daniel Jones. And even if Jones comes back, is DeVito really your backup if you don't trust him to throw a forward pass? So they did work out Matt Barkley and Ian Book. We asked about that after the game and Dable said he wouldn't go there. He wouldn't answer questions about that. He just wanted to talk about the game. But obviously, 
all of that is a huge factor and things we need to talk about right now and right away. So thank you for that question, Dante. All right. Uh, and thank you for the super chat, super sticker. Guys, if you didn't notice that, you can see how he did the super chat, super sticker right there. Um, please hit the like button, the thumbs up button, the hearts. Um, as you do that, we create more engagement. YouTube pushes the chat more and we get more people on here. That's just how it works. Part of the algorithm, part of how they see that Giants fans are logging in, staying here and sharing this information. Really appreciate you guys. And Dante, thank you for setting the example and stepping up today. Again, you're the man. And I really love this community we have built here. All right. Let me get through some of the questions here because you guys were waiting. You guys had your questions in here and you are loyal followers here on the Talking Ball live Q&A postgame chat. Giants, Jets. I'm in MetLife Stadium in the press box right now. This is how we do it home and away. All right. Hunter Keller says, I just saw a tweet from Jeremy Fowler about the 49ers needed quarter help. Joe Shane should call them, offer a Dory. Don't hang up till the deal is done. Yeah, Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson both make sense for the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers have a lot, a lot of cap space. I know even though they have a good pass rush, they haven't been getting as much pressure on the quarterback as they would like lately. And having some depth and reinforcing it the way that the Eagles always do around this time, that's something I think the Niners would benefit from. And so certainly I think you need to talk to them about Adoree in the corner as well. Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney, Leonard Williams, Paris Campbell. Honestly, and we talked about this last time, but you guys weigh in with me as well. I still think if a team calls you and asks about Saquon Barkley right now, I know they said they're not trading him, but how do you not listen to that conversation? Like, why would you not listen? I mean, I just don't understand at this juncture why you wouldn't listen to that. But tell me what you think of that. Um, Doug says, hey, Pat, I'm 75 years old. This NFL game is being changed in the class. One minute of the game is so not true. All the fans are big time fools to pay for this crap. Oh, I think you're saying... You're, so, Doug, I think what you're saying is that the quality of football you're watching isn't worth the money. And I think that's really where Giants fans are, too. You know, over the years, I think they're disgusted with the product that they're seeing. And certainly last year was a breath of fresh air. And you have to give Brian Dable and Joe Shane and the Giants credit for that. Uh, but certainly they have undone a ton of progress here with the way this season is going, even with a guy like Saquon playing the way he did and the way that Kayvon played today as well, which was encouraging, except then you had the penalty at the end. Tuto weighing in with a super chat and a super sticker. $4.99. Thank you, Tuto. Massive salutes and respect to Big Boss Pat, Mark Thompson in the chat, and diehard Giants fans in America. Ugly game, ugly results, and we say forget about it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I will say forget about it only in this sense. Going to Vegas next week. I'm spending an extra day there, and I can't wait because uh, I'm going to be going to the Super Bowl there, too. I think I've been to Vegas maybe like three or four times. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of place every time you go, you do something different. Uh, the Raiders are a beatable team. I mean, who knows with this Giants team what you're going to see, what they're going to do, what they're going to be able to achieve and accomplish. Um, but as far as forget about it, Tuto, <coughs> that's where I am as well when it comes to what's coming up on my travel itinerary um, next year or next week, I should say, sorry. It's been a long day. All right. So, um, let's go to the next one. We have Hunter says, I was thinking about making the trip down from New Hampshire to New Jersey for the Giants Patriots game, but I'll save my money. I don't know yet. Um, yeah, well that should be at least a close game. It could be a very ugly game like the one we just saw, but it'll be a close game and it will be a lot of, uh, 
maybe some animosity there too. You got the Bill Belichick, Brian Dable, whole lawsuit, Brian Flores, Joe Judge, all that, um, you know, could be very bad offensive football and quarterback play, but a lot of storylines to that one, Hunter. Uh, Doug says, hey, draft that big Arab and quarterback Williams from USC and the G-Men will be in another Super Bowl. I saw Notre Dame's defense kick his butt. He is a big-time fraud. Yeah, you know, uh, Caleb Williams, I don't know if he would be the guy they would choose. Uh, could be Drake May if they ended up drafting a quarterback. But right now with Daniel Jones's contract, uh, drafting a quarterback would certainly put them in an interesting situation. Um, let's see. Hunter says, if I had the chance at Caleb, I'm drafting him six times a week, twice on Sunday. Yeah, it'd be interesting. He's certainly a big personality as well as a, as a, um, a player who has a lot of skills, but also, um, you know, is he, is he the refined, uh, pocket passer? The giants obviously always love to draft and, um, would they go in that direction with a guy who's been as brash as he is with what he has said? And also in fairness to, uh, Doug, you know, Notre Dame took USC to the woodshed and um, really kind of humbled them there. So I think it's certainly a conversation. It's obviously going to be one we talk about for a while now leading up to next year's draft for all teams, not just the Giants. Jake says this offense is taking a page out of the Wiggles book and treats its possessions like some hot potato before giving it back. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this was literally looked like a game that was played before the invention of the forward pass. Um, is there a big divide between the defense and the offense, says Jake? I do think the defense is is frustrated. I don't think they're taking it out on individuals on the on the offense or angry. There's certainly not a lack of effort on the O-line's part, and no doubt that the players on the Giants' offense grinded this out, did their best with the game plan, Saquon Barkley and – all the offensive linemen up front with Justin Pugh, uh, you know, at left tackle again, John Michael Schmitz back at center, Ben Bredesen and Mark Lewinsky at guard and Tyree Phillips at right tackle. So I don't know. I don't think it's like, you know, guys at each other's throats. That's not what I see, but I do think that, you know, the defense was frustrated. And like Dexter Lawrence said, you know, you can't play a perfect game. Like as far as them giving up those yards and the field goal late, he said, you know, you can't beat yourself up about not playing a perfect game. You're not going to play a perfect game. And that's a that's a way of saying, like, we literally have to play a, a perfect game to win, clearly, because that's not what we did today. Right. That's not what he said. But that's that's essentially the sentiment. And he wouldn't be wrong for thinking that. Uh, Joel says, look like it didn't take long for Dable to look like Bozo the Clown. Bono to Bozo reference from what John Mara said to Sirius Radio last year that Brian Dable's situation could flip in an instant. So we had to wait and see. Certainly, um, Dable looked extremely down after this game, just like he did after the Buffalo loss. What temperature is Dable's seat right now, says Hunter? Um, and uh, <coughs> so what temperature is Dable's seat? I think, it's, I think it's warm. I mean, certainly the Giants have no designs of blowing anything up with their leadership this year based on how last year went. But – I, the games like this, I mean, negative nine yards passing and you can't hide behind the injuries. I mean, the judge regime and them they had injuries and, you know, the, the offense never had this kind of output passing wise. Mike Glennon did in Chicago almost. Um, but, you know, with the players they have on the field, they have Saquon Barkley on the field right now playing at a high level. Um, there's really no excuse for this. These are supposed to be the offensive gurus, the offensive coaches. Um, you know, I think that. Also, you have to remember this. I reported that Dable took over the offensive meetings last week. 
his team hadn't scored an offensive touchdown in three weeks. And they win the Washington game with 14 points. They don't score in the second half. And then his team comes out here, scores 10, and has the worst passing output by any offense in the last 23 years in the NFL. So is your seat warming up? I would think it is when, as a coach, you're showing more urgency knowing that your expertise side of the ball and your team are not good enough, and then it goes this way. Now, you know, clearly you look at the quarterback injuries on the Giants and you look at their offense and you look at their team. And Joe Shane and Brian Dable and this whole organization, the assembly of this offensive line and the inability to throw the ball, to move the ball, to operate a functional offense is just disgusting. Like, it's just disgusting. And that's why everybody's seat has to be a little warm right now. Now, I'm not saying people are getting fired tomorrow, but I'm just saying as Joe Shane and Brian Dable, like you put an offensive line on the field to start the season that wasn't ready to play. And the Giants training staff does not have this team healthy. Again, we have Darren Waller leaving with a hamstring. Andrew Thomas still out. Aziz Ojolari on IR. You know, one injury after another. Daniel Jones has a neck again. I mean, on and on and on. Tired of talking about it. Tired of seeing it. Tired of listening listening to excuses for it. From the stuff I saw from Tommy, it looks like he's never seen a football field from what Dable prepped him for. Very clearly, they showed no confidence in Tommy DeVito's ability to throw the ball. Uh, Antonio says, sadness, Pat. I hear you, man. Matt Smith says, sucks. Poor coaching will lead to these guys getting traded. Agree. Dan O'Brien says, Gano, seriously? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, Graham was used to be automatic. He hasn't been this year. Um, I do think the report from NorthJersey.com that he's dealing with um, an injury in his left knee. Now, we knew about the injury in his left knee, but he's dealing with an injury that's going to require surgery eventually, I think is a noteworthy one. It also should be factored into the coach's decisions when he's deciding whether to go for it or kick it. Um, so I'm not putting it entirely on Graham, though obviously he needs to make the kicks. Uh, before we continue, I want to tell you guys, I will be on Bruce Beck's show, Sports Final, on NBC tonight. And um, that always goes great. I love Bruce. I love working with him. And uh, I can't wait to do it. I always love doing his show. It's an honor doing his show, especially going into Rockefeller Center and going to Manhattan, going to NBC. Um, you know, you walk into the building and it's just it's just bigger. It's bigger there. And so I can't wait. Tune into Sports Final. That'll be on right after Sunday Night Football uh, tonight on NBC here in New York. And uh, hopefully get some clips out there on social media. But can't wait to do Bruce Beck's show. And if you're new here or you're returning, just remember we do these live chats twice a week, Thursday night football halftime and post game of every Giants Jets game. If you missed the full live chat here, I will post it on my audio um, on my podcast, Talking Ball with Pat Leonard podcast. You can find that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Remember, if you don't already, subscribe to YouTube at PL on NFL for the latest from the Giants, including access and alerts for these live chats. We'll have more coming. Um, in the coming weeks, coming months, coming days, as far as offerings you can get on there from me directly. And remember, you saw um, Tuto, you saw Dante, you saw these guys jumping in with the super chats, the super stickers, paying money to have their chats and their comments elevated to the top of what we're doing here. I answer right away. It really helps us kind of spice up what we're talking about. Um, and also rate, review, subscribe, wherever you do this. So give me five stars, please. Give me likes on the page. This all helps me grow what we're doing here. I can't thank you guys enough for being so loyal and so engaged. It's what makes this go. Hit those thumbs up. Hit those likes. Thank you so much. I see them coming in now. The 100 signs, the hearts. I love it. I love it. All right. 
Chris Peace, what's up? Chris says, what happened in the last two minutes? I was there and I'm still trying to figure out what happened. Total short circuiting by the Giants. Um, you know, Brian Dable deciding not to go for it. Um, the defense giving up some big plays. Kayvon Thibodeau, who had a big game, committing that penalty there, giving them a three play to go down the field. Um, and, you know, one thing after another, one mistake after another there, Chris. And I think, you know, it, when one side of the ball has to win a game and has to go four quarters to win a game, it's hard to not break under some kind of pressure there because, you know, the Jets aren't a great team, but they have some talent. Like Garrett Wilson is a stud. And so if you're, if he's going to get free down the field like that, like Zach Wilson really was lost most of the game against Wink's defense, but you know, he has a free play like that and he's going to chuck it down the field. He's going to make a play. Um, and so it was a total short circuiting. So good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. If you look at the Bills game and the Jets game, those are two games the Giants had in their hands that they handed to the other team, right? Those are two games they had in their hands and handed to the other team for one way or another. And that's with the defense forcing turnovers, right? Because I think they had two turnovers they forced in Buffalo and lost, and they forced two turnovers from the Jets, and they lost. All right. Any updates on the guys who didn't play today and whether they can play next week, like Neil, Thomas, and Jones, says Antonio. Uh, Daniel's a wait and see. They could clear him tomorrow. They can shut him down for the season. Nobody knows. Um, he is doing scout team reps. So the leaks from the team to all these national people and the national networks and NFL seem to indicate that they're hoping to get him cleared sooner. But we will never know until it actually happens because that's just how that type of injury goes. And that's how it's gone week to week, which we told you from the beginning. Andrew Thomas, I remember all these, uh, a lot of national reporters saying he was going to be coming back this week. He did not. So again, stick with us. We'll tell you what's what. Andrew was not going to play in this game. We could see that all week. Um, you know, is there a chance for him at, against the Raiders? We'll see. Saquon Barkley did talk after the game about how they should be getting some reinforcements back. I have no idea about Evan Neal. His ankle was a bad one, and they've clearly given him some time to heal here. Um, not sure how long the ankle is going to keep Evan Neal out. But um, I will say this. Neal was – more taped up and ready to go at the practices from what I saw early last week than even Andrew Thomas was. So, you know, you could have all three back next week against the Raiders. You could have two out of three. You could have one out of three. You could have none out of three. Like that's really where they all stand serious enough that they could all miss it, but maybe some possible signs that guys could come back. But I, I would tell you if I had to guess right now, you know, I would say, um, you know, I, I don't have over 50% confidence in anybody and in any, any of those three guys being back, but you know, that we'll see like how Thomas ramps up on the field. Like he has to play real football well on the practice field before he can play in a game. I just remain skeptical of him being able to return considering how bad it's been. All right. Giants Chronicles says someone needs to ask Dable what happened to his gutsy d decisions from last year. Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, it was basically like, doesn't this, you know, you used to, you kind of built your reputation on these aggressive calls. What happened? Why are we doing this now? Why are you operating this way now? Um, you know, certainly I do think that going back to last year, Dable was, his reputation was that he was always aggressive. But if you really looked at his management of games, I thought there were plenty of instances in his rookie season with the Giants where he was overly conservative, but didn't get as much 
attention because they had won enough games and early when they won, he was uh, more aggressive and, and kind of uh, confident and ballsy in, in those situations and kind of going for it and sticking his neck out. So I do think the conservative side of him is more uh, true to how he coaches and is uh, not a new thing, but certainly to me, it's about like what the game was looking like and where your team is. And, you know, you have nothing to lose there. Like you're two and five, you need to win this game. Right. Like, I just don't understand it. Giants Chronicles jumps in 199 season is over. This team is heartbreaking, terrible coaching Chronicles. Thank you for the super sticker. Appreciate it. He says, add free agent O-line and draft a quarterback. We need to start fresh. And that is clear a legit rebuild, which have failed to do the past four years. That would be interesting, especially Giants Chronicles because Daniel Jones's money is all locked in. I agree with you that this looks like, again, they have to build way more down the road and make it a process more so than um, they were hoping for coming off of last year's playoff season. But now there's like you're gumming up the works with all these big contracts. Now you paid all these guys. You can't pay a bunch of guys and then say to yourself, uh, now it's time to rebuild again. You got Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas, Daniel Jones, right? You have a bunch of these contracts on the books, so it's not as easy now. Um, you do have some draft picks now in the in the in the system in the rotation, but um, you know some of their draft picks obviously haven't worked out either. So how long will the rebuild take? How much patience does ownership have if a rebuild for this GM and this coach takes a certain amount of time as well? Joel weighing in with the five dollar super sticker. Thank you, Joel. Thank you so much. Says my opinion, the game came down to that last drive where Barkley kind of gave himself up and could have gotten close to the first down. Joel, it's so interesting you say that because there were a lot of things that happened there. And honestly, I think we need to ask more questions about whether that was discussed before that or whether Saquon did that himself. I know Saquon did say to us after the game that part of him not having a huge problem with the fourth and one was that he could have gotten the first down anyway. And so it would have been a moot point on some of his earlier carries. And so when he said that, I think that was an allusion to the fact that he could have done more there and certainly him giving himself up there, right. Trying to uh, trying to make the right play for bleeding the clock and forcing them to call a timeout obviously ends up backfiring as well. I'm glad you mentioned that Joel. That is one thing that I overlooked in our early conversation here, but deserved mention mentioning. So great contribution and thank you for the super sticker. All right. Trying to get through some of these questions. Sorry that um, I'm not getting down the list immediately, but I have to admit you guys are, you guys are crushing it in this chat tonight. I mean, we are, we are cooking right now. We're up to about 60 viewers right now at the same time. Um, you know, this giants fan base is passionate, man. You guys want the information you want it directly and you want to see your team turn this around. And also sometimes you need to download on the pain of these losses, right? So that's where we're at. All right. Hunter says, why don't you just shut Graham down for the year, get you a kicker. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.